0: College must have been tough.
1: Or college was actually really, really a fun time. What did you learn?
0: I learned how to do keg stands nude. (laughs) Woo! And don't fry bacon
1: naked. Mm. That's good advice. Y'all are welcome.
0: (laughs) Welcome back. We made it. Woo! So let's talk coaches. Vetting coaches. Finding coaches.
1: Okay. All right, let's do that.
0: Yeah. Good coaches, bad coaches? Mm. Football coaches? are. what are we talking about? No, definitely
1: about? voiceover. Definitely. Oh, voiceover. Definitely okay. industry related. Be, be, come into the group, Al. We can we, I'm we'll here. learn things. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. So research. Well, I think that first and foremost, that has always been the number one thing to tell somebody. Do your research. There's a lot of coaches out there. There's yeah. a ton of them. So well, there's a
2: lot of people that say they're coaches, too. Mm-hmm.
1: I think we have an abundance of that right now. Way too many folks out there. You know, they I don't even know if some of these people have booked things like they've, you know, the experience level.
0: And you got to wonder, right, some of the people who have started coaching, mm-hmm. are they coaching because they're good teachers and they have something to actually teach or are they coaching because they're not booking enough and they need income it's probably some of both i'm
2: gonna say yes yeah i i would also say this to anyone listening to this podcast we are not coaches we are not going to present ourselves as know-it-alls of any sort we're you we hopefully we say what you're thinking and maybe you'll pick up something along the way maybe we'll learn something
1: and can I also say that sometimes those bad coaches also teach you a lot oh, sure. in terms of yeah. what you don't want to replicate, what you don't want oh. to do again. Um, sure. That goes for coaches across the board. Uh, my husband usually says that to about baseball coaches for our son. Absolutely. And it's the bad coaches that can teach you too.
0: I think that goes for life in general, right? Yeah, it's it's it all, it's mindset. Harkening back to a couple episodes ago, hmm. indeed. Right. Although
1: I think it's also financial. A, <laughs> it's well, very financial.
0: Sure. But if you right? have a bad experience with a coach and you only focus on the bad, mm-hmm. then that's not going to help you, right? But even you know, even the worst situations typically have something that you can learn from,
1: right? Oh, and sure. And even if
0: even if that's I wasted that money, you learned something. <laughs>
1: right? You learn to <laughs> research, or what is the word? Um, To audit a coach.
0: Yeah, to vet your coach.
1: To vet your coach properly. Sure. Go try, you know, see if they offer the ability to sit in on a coaching session that they may have or, Mm -hmm. you know, just research them a lot online. Find out if you're anyone in your circle, any of your voice actor friends have coached with them.
2: Yeah. Just ask. Just ask.
0: Yeah. Somebody's heard of these people. Yeah, so I guess the first question then is how do you find coaches? And there's lots of resources. Obviously, talking to people is one of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What other resources do we have? We've got the Vorg.
1: Right. The voiceover sure. resource guide, which always sounds like a space like sci-fi thing, right? The Vorg. But sure. it's, it's, it's like a combination helpful. of
0: the Vogons and the Borg.
1: Exactly. Lee. Yeah,
0: that. We are Vorg, our poetry is terrible.
1: but also understand asking folks their coach may not be good for you. Right. It's not like across the board. So how do you find that right coach? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, start where you are. What are your interests? Find a coach that does that.
0: Yeah. Determine what genres they coach in. Not
2: every coach does everything.
0: Nor should they. Right. And I would say even like if you find one who says, oh, yeah, I coach for everything. That's probably a red flag. That's probably somebody that you don't want to coach with maybe not across the board right but it's something that should you know raise a little alert in your head to go hmm maybe I need to think about this or at least find out more right right because typically I think a coach is probably going to be really proficient in one maybe two or three at the most genres right right because depending on what it is some of them are kind of similar right corporate narration and e-learning are pretty similar explainers sure. are kind of in that same realm sure but commercial is quite a bit different than animation or gaming yes right very and much so So if yes. you want to do commercial which you know everybody should well most agents that's the demo they want well sure but if you're not interested don't because that leaves more for me <laughs> ah, <laughs> it is about you uh, well everything is about me
1: you should know that by now <laughs> I mean, come on
0: but no if, if you're not really interested in commercial even though every agent pretty much wants a commercial demo. Sure. You know, maybe maybe you don't prioritize it. Maybe if you really, you just want to do anime or, you know, games and nothing Mm -hmm. else, then sure, do that. But then find a coach who's specialized in that thing. Find a dubbing coach or find a gaming coach or an animation coach. And maybe more than one, because everybody's going to have different viewpoints and different tips and whatever, and nobody's necessarily wrong. I think ultimately what you need to do is, you need to learn the skills, you know, sort of the baseline of skills, and then apply them in the way that makes sense to you for your art, right? So how would they fit in your life? Right, right. So, so they're life coaches. Yeah. So, for example, I I have sort of a film background.
1: Spielberg's here. Oh, crying out
0: loud. I'm not bragging. I'm just relating, <laughs> relating my life experience. But film is a language, right? And so... You have to kind of learn and understand the basics of the language, you know, what the 180 degree rule is and, and stuff like that, so that you can tell a cohesive story visually. And you need to learn those before you choose to break those rules. Right. And, and very much like language. Right. So. Oh, sure. I could say, use guys and you'll know what I'm saying, but grammatically, that's not correct. But I should learn the correct way of saying use guys before i choose to say the wrong thing you know what i mean
1: all of you yes
0: so and i think learning a specific skill learning a a genre of voiceover is kind of the same thing there's there's going to be certain rules and skills and guidelines and whatever that you should understand sure before you choose to go off and do it different so that you can do it different on purpose not just because you don't know better
2: sure being a former musician, I completely understand. Songwriting, music is a language. Right. Music is a sentence, a structure. To to create a song, you have to know the language. Unless you're playing jazz. Freestyle <laughs> jazz, complete excuse to play the wrong
1: note. Thank you for saying that out loud. That's exactly, I, I, I thank you. I'm just going to leave it hurt's at that. hurts your brain, thank
2: doesn't it? You.
1: It's so, so much, so much brain hurt. <laughs> i do not like jazz i no. yeah i like blues don't like jazz so shame on me shame but it's true i mean so i actually do have a master's in education uh specializing in working with adults who's bragging now it's called i know it's called andragogy versus pedagogy, which is teaching of children. I learned how to work with adults and the technologies that are used to teach in terms of learning management systems, LMS. So that's my nerd spiel. And it's very specific in terms of how people learn.
0: You should be very adept at
1: e-learning. I should be. I'm very critical when it comes to wanting to work with a coach because I think, the thing is, is because we're adults, we usually enter into the realm already with these preconceived notions in terms of, I know that, I know that, you know, you don't teach me something I don't know. That's basically how most adults sit down in a classroom or they're mm-hmm. like, I've paid my money because I also taught college. So I've paid my money. I want my A. Like, yeah, you still have to work for it. That's kind of how yeah. that works. Um, yeah. But when it comes Some, to voiceover teach me something coaches. something I don't know. Right? Sure. Finding someone who has that level of understanding of working and not just, you know, talking at people, what, but actually bringing them along mm-hmm. so that they understand the concepts of, you know, what do you do when you get a script? You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. wing it. And sure. I mean, okay, <laughs> if that's your Got process, it. fine. But I find that coaches should really also be mentoring you along the way and finding folks that you just work yeah. well with it's important and i've i've had a slew uh-huh. of different coaches and there's a lot and again i've i've had some bad experiences with coaches and coaching programs knowing that there's you know not just one but a few that offer like a community college um come in and, and learn about voiceover, and then they start kind of really selling their wares as a sure. demo mill, right? Sure. And that's kind yeah. of a model that seems to work for folks, and they feel like, well, it's being offered at a community college, therefore it must be legit. must
0: be valid, yeah. And sure. Right. like, right. no,
1: it's not. And a lot of these folks that are in those programs are really good people, but, you know, I had... My coach tell me today too. Well, you know, apparently, oh shoot, how how did she say it? Because I don't want to say it out loud if it's not right. And anyway, a really bad person (laughs) was a good, you know, people thought he he treated cats well or something. So it was like, huh, that's true, that's true. There are very good people doing bad things. So I wish I could quote it. I just don't want to because it's. It seems like it would be inappropriate if I misquoted. Especially when
2: there's... Is that similar to those who don't, can't do teach? And those who can't teach, teach Jim. Yes.
1: There you <laughs> go. And lots of it. Yes. Who's Jim? <laughs> well, if, if any of you guys have seen the Kaminsky method, which is awesome. That's that whole problem that he's having is the main character is like, well, yeah, he really wants to be back as an actor, but instead he's mm-hmm. teaching right? Ah. And I think, you know, that's something we should also be aware of. A lot of these folks that are touting themselves as coaches haven't been on the mic in ages. Or ever. Or ever. Or ever. But they're saying that they had the experience.
0: You don't necessarily have to have ever been on the mic to be able to teach it. As long as you've been around it, you know, as a director or something or whatever, right? You don't necessarily have to have been On the talent side to be able to teach how to do it.
1: No, you could be on the casting side or something like that. But folks that don't have that.
0: If you've only ever been talent and now you're going to say, well, I'm a
1: coach. Right.
0: And maybe you haven't booked anything in three or four or five years. Well, are you actually teaching anything
1: worthwhile? Hmm. Or are you just really making money coaching? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, what can you teach me? How not to book for three, four, five years? <laughs> right.
1: Thanks, great. So glad I spent that money. And I think exactly. that's 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 really because this is a, a. I hate to use a term, but it is very predatory. Yeah, we're finding folks that are not skilled should not be teaching. Period. And then there's yep. some like, I waited a really long time to work with someone, just waiting for the right time, waiting for the right situation, mm-hmm. and um. Came across like the reputations there. I've I know people that have worked with her. I know some people actually put out information that may or may not be 100 percent true, but it's usually her competitors that just want to make sure that don't don't coach with that person. And she's really like the best in the business. So you got to you got to look for. I
0: mean, we don't have to hide her name.
1: See it. See it.
0: Nancy Wolfson. She, she's my yeah. coach. I still work with her. I went through her entire curriculum. Um, I'm a graduate of the Brain Tracks audio program. Mm-hmm. And I still work with her you know, every few months. She's amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: Nancy, if you're listening to this, these two people love you. She knows.
1: <laughs> I just started and I was just so excited to work with her. I've also worked with for a really long time and I do like his program. I learned a lot and it wasn't until I started with it that things changed for me. And I did start booking. And I started doing things. Um, his name is David H. Lawrence the 17th. It's a really long story about his, his name. I resisted training. I think that's really important. And no matter what program you're looking into, I resisted having to get into any kind of program because I had the broadcasting background. So I thought, I know I know this stuff, but radio and television and news and broadcasting in general is not voiceover. No, right. What's so that you there, say I, it's not. I mean, the same? there's
0: transferable skills. You, certainly, breath control. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Hundred percent. But right. Yeah. You got to dial the enunciation back most of the time because you know mm-hmm. nobody wants that.
1: Right. And I was That's, actually told by one of my reps to not tell casting that I have a background in radio because it kind of puts a barrier, sure. if you will, thinking, "Oh, she's going to come in and I'm just right. going to talk like this the entire time." Well, it gives them something. It
0: gives them something to look for. Yeah, right. Gives right. them a reason to say no. And if they go, yes. oh, well, exactly, yeah, you used to be in radio, so now I'm going to listen for you to be too announcery and go, ha exactly. gotcha, exactly. ha. Exactly. Exactly.
1: gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So but it wasn't until I took that step, like, okay, and I started asking, started doing my research. And, you know, I I looked at some of these price points going, oof,
2: that's. Oh, yeah. Which is probably another reason you're seeing less qualified coach people mm -hmm. saying their coaches come out because it's not cheap and people are willing to spend the money. Yeah.
0: Right. But once again, you kind of get what you pay for. Most of the time, there's certainly exceptions, right? And, and you know, if you're if you don't want to play at the top level, you know, book in national spots and sure, you know, whatever, then, you know, maybe you don't need the top level coach, you know, maybe some local Yahoo who's charging you 30 bucks an hour, (laughs) who's going to teach you the basics (laughs) of how to be around a microphone so that you can sound like a local voice talent and do local ads and never go beyond that. If that's all you care about, maybe that's all you need. Right. Sure. But if you actually want to pursue it as a business, you want to be able to go after the big stuff and the little stuff and I everything. Guess. And so that means you you need to work with the best people you can as often as possible to build up your skill set. Sure. So that you can go up against you know, the, the people that you're competing with for those jobs who've been doing this for 30 and 40 years, who can do it in their sleep. Right.
1: Because really, this industry has become, especially, I think, even more so since 2020, has really become saturated. Oh, for sure. So if you haven't, huh. you, you you have to invest. It's part of the investment, right? It's it We is. talked about your environment. That's part of the investment. But
0: notice um, I did say training before environment, though. Well, yes, you said you that the last one also with the uh, the room, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Environment is the most important part of your your yeah. vocal chain. Vocal right?
2: chain, but yeah. more important than
0: that is, is your training. Because if you don't know mm-hmm. what you're doing, you could sound awesome and still suck.
1: And you don't want to make that impression, right? right? You don't <laughs> no. You don't want to go out there and say I'm no. ready, right. and then you,
0: you don't want to read. You are not ready. You don't want to read every piece of commercial copy like uh, Guy Smiley from Sesame Street.
1: Yeah, to pick Guy mm. smiley.
0: But to be okay. fair, that's Nancy's term, not mine. Yeah. Oh, is
1: yeah. it? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was having a flashback to a, yeah, a that's a different really bad Guy interaction smiley. interaction in Burbank. It was a whole mm. thing. It's kind of a yeah. <sighs> so we'll leave that there. But yeah, research, find out who your who your peers who they're going to peers that are actually booking helps. Yeah. Find out who they who they yeah, recommend. If they're, if
0: they're not booking, uh, their opinion sure. maybe doesn't matter as much.
1: But that uh, it actually helps. Who did you, who, who who made your demo? I usually ask that, too. And then I'm like, oh.
2: Oh, hope yeah. You, hope
1: you get some good good mileage with that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes coaches don't do demos. So, yeah, asking the question, who did you demo? That could be a completely different podcast.
0: Indeed. And if they don't, you may be better off because then you're guaranteed pretty well that it's not a demo meal, right? Sure.
1: True. And or you should make sure that they're not saying, oh, well, yeah. after eight classes or however many, <laughs> we will we'll get you on the on the right. schedule for yeah, a demo. Sure. It doesn't it should should not work that way. Well, why don't we
0: talk red um, flags then? That's, no, those uh, two are not related. are not related. Kind of a nice segue into red flags. Sure. So what are some red flags to watch out for from coaches? Obviously, that's a that's a good one, you know we're going to have yeah. you know six yeah. sessions or eight sessions and then you'll be ready for a demo. Well that's a big red flag. Cuz if you've never done voiceover before oh, and you sure. have no clue, you're not going to be ready in eight sessions. If you have a clue but you're still yeah. new, you're not going to be ready in eight sessions. It could be months, it could be a year, it could be years. Mm-hmm. It takes the amount of time it takes. That's
1: true. I know that I had interactions with my coaches prior to starting work with them, mm-hmm. but I should be able to find them online and what they're doing sure. and what they have done. They should have something on IMDb. Maybe, um, right? Maybe. I mean, for commercial work, that's not going to be on there necessarily, but you should be able to see their body. You should of be able work.
0: to find something, um, it does, you'd think. Yeah.
1: Right? And when you interact with them about their program... If they don't ask you what have you done previously, mm-hmm. I think that's a red flag. Like if they don't care
0: that they... or what your goals are,
1: yeah, like yeah. sure, hey, yeah, we come on into the program, just pay me the money and come on in.
2: Right, yeah. they they should it. have an idea. If they don't ask what your what your interests are, so mm-hmm. they can say I'm right. not that guy. Yeah, Let and me I refer would hope you.
0: I'm sure they're right. I'm sure most coaches probably don't do that, but I would hope. That at least a good chunk of them do that, you know, when they first meet somebody before you start training with them, they find out what you're interested in, what your goals are. And if they're not the right coach for you, tell you that. Yeah. Don't take my money. Like respect the fact that I'm going to pay you thousands of dollars over the next year Mm -hmm. enough to say, you know what? I'd love to work with you, but I don't do X, Y, Z. You know, or I'm not honestly not the best coach for video game work. Instead, I would recommend this person or this person or this person. But if you want to work on commercial or you want to work on whatever else they do do, you know, then, yeah, let's let's do it if you're interested in that. But if you you really don't want to pursue this thing that I'm really best at, I don't want to take your money. I would hope that a coach would say that. Now, I don't expect most do. I'm sure some do. I'm sure some Probably do. not. Yeah. Um Right. Like Nancy, I know, isn't gonna take somebody who only wants to do video games, you know, because her thing is commercial.
1: Right. Right.
0: I'm sure she'd be happy to refer you to somebody if that's the only thing that you want to do. She might also tell you that you're stupid if you don't <laughs> don't want to do commercial, which if you don't want to do commercial, that is kind of stupid. She probably wouldn't phrase it that way, but
1: probably not. Because I mean, there are some folks that I know of that they that's just not their thing. Right. They would rather do e-learning sure. or corporate narration or something like that, because commercialism yeah. just sounds icky. Even if that's a good income <laughs> for a lot of folks, they would yeah. they yeah. would still rather to do they would rather do something different. Sure. Here's something off
2: off topic. If you can believe that, I'm going to throw something off a topic. What? I know. Uh, in your opinion. What's more competitive, commercial or the e-learning? Hmm. I would say commercial?
1: I would also agree commercial Okay
2: Well, people listening to this would be wise to to, to hear that because you you're right, because if you're going to throw yourself into the commercial pit, you're you better be ready for it because that's where everyone wants to be. There's your competition. You know, if you want to, if, you, if you're choosing this as a hobby, uh, you may not want to jump in that yeah, pool. If you're
0: just going to pursue this as a hobby, then you're honestly, you're probably best off seeking out, you know, fan dub animation stuff and, you know, doing royalty share audiobooks or something, you know, because you really like to read True. or better yet do them for free for LibriVox True. because it supports, you know, people who need assisted reading. Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah, but yeah, certainly you wouldn't want to try out for commercial if you're not That's
1: actually a good topic, because I think that
0: if you're not interested in in pursuing it as a business, there's the level of competition for commercial and, you know, higher end animation and and video games. It's so high that I think you'd just you wouldn't be able to take it. You'd be too discouraged, I think, Um, Mm -hmm. because you have to really want it.
1: Don't you find it interesting, though? How pe- how many people will come into voiceover, and that's what they want to focus on. They really want to do animation. Um, well, it's like everybody gosh. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I hey, I'm one of them. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I like oh, all the genres. I would love to
0: be in a Pixar film or or a DreamWorks film or something. Hundred percent would love it.
1: Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's highly competitive. It even takes it up a notch because now you're up against celebrities. Right. So that's yeah, even sure. like, oh, OK. But yeah. I think going back to coaches, though, you know, they should be getting that information from you and asking that, like, where where do you see yourself? What what sort of genres are you interested in or mediums? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, going from there. Well,
2: they should be get doing more than just teaching you how to speak. They should be guiding your mm. career. Your business. You're right. These things should
0: be important questions. Depends on the coach, though, right? Like, certainly you could get tips from from any coach about, you know, how you should run your business, you know, how to how to market or or places maybe you should go apply for representation or or something like that, especially after you've worked with them for a while because they know you. But I certainly wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. a coach who, you know, their specialty is animation to recommend you know how i go about marketing to production companies or something no no no, not like that
2: no then that's not what i meant i meant they should be doing everything in their coaching skills to get to have you be ready to do that line of work Sure. sure
0: yeah sure and the goal shouldn't be the demo the demo is sort of ancillary right It's a piece of collateral that you need to do the work, to get the work. But that shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be to get you the skills that you need to book the work to make money because we're businesses and we're doing this to make money. You know, we're not just, I don't want to be a starving artist. Sorry.
1: Nope. Sorry. Also, anybody could be that. Also, I think it's important to look at the delivery of instruction. So, not everybody wants to do in person Uh and that's okay Mm -hmm. um there are folks that are you know they're doing that now i know especially in in the big cities in the you know la chicago new york they have studio Uh options there are others who do things just by phone some use zoom so i mean there's there's different ways of delivery and instruction and the three of us were also in a program that did you know took voice actors Mm -hmm. from all over and got together. Was it every other weekend? I think. Yeah. Bi-weekly. Okay. Uh, I already forgot. (laughs) Bi-monthly. But you're working with the whole, you know, but does that make you comfortable? I was comfortable in the, in the group because everybody was at Mm -hmm. different levels. Um, Sure. I just, I just didn't have the time to invest anymore because it was just, it was a lot of prep work and a lot of. you know, I'm also a baseball mom. So usually my weekends are busy and during the week doesn't work well for me either. So I kind of fell off that particular coaching method because it didn't work for me. And that's okay. What matters to you as a voice actor is going to determine who you work with and who will resonate with you best. So finding out through other folks, hey, have you ever heard of so-and-so? And And if they did, oh, yeah, I coached with them for this, that and the other thing. Like, I also had a very specific promo coach that I worked with for my promo demo. And she was great. I ended up having a great outcome, but it was just a one hour coaching session. I didn't need anything additional. If somebody asked me about it, I would say, yes, I had a very good experience. But I don't know how that would work for anybody else.
2: How do you feel about short term um, coaching lessons or workshops Uh, like workout groups? Yeah. Or if you need just a refresher.
0: Sure. Like like something. a like a three uh, hour workshop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I love them. That's kind of a blanket statement because they're not all good, but most <laughs> that I've done have been really good. Uh some of those have been at conferences. Um, One Voice and View Atlanta in right. particular. Um, some have just been online through various sources. Um Ace Studios does some good ones
1: so the acting and voice studio
0: yeah acting and voice studio yeah real voice yeah. la all three of those have pretty good work workshops and workouts and so forth in fact that's how i got my agent
1: but that's a little different that that's that's another podcast about workshops
0: well but but um, i would say but you can um, find a
1: good coach through them
0: it's also potentially a good option if you can't afford or for whatever reason can't justify paying for one on one coaching
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a short term, less expensive solution, you could do you know group workouts or or group coaching, which yeah. tends to be cheaper because you know you're in in class with a group of people you're it's not all you, um, but there's benefit there, right? because you're seeing how mm-hmm. other people interpret copy and the feedback they get. And then you do yours and you get feedback. And, and so you're, you're learning not just from, you know, feedback on your interpretation, but feedback to other people as well. And I did that for several months, almost every week. It's like six months, I think, with the voiceover gurus. They have online workouts and uh, they were wonderful. I got a lot out of it, but I got to a point where it, it was, I was kind of enough. It happens,
2: right? I, right. <laughs> I, I won't say that.
0: I won't say that. I grew it, but um, I was ready for something more, something different, and that was about right. the time that I started working with Nancy.
2: Wasn't COVID a great time to just do workouts?
1: Oh, it really was. <laughs> it was. And honestly, can I also give a shout out um, to a casting director who she has put together a library. Um, I think you folks uh, yes. might know Tina about it, Marasko. Tina Marasco's library. Yeah. she And she also offers private coaching, which I've done with her as well, which is really nice because she can tell you which, you know, if you've auditioned for her, I certainly wouldn't choose her, you know, do a private coaching session with her if you've never had a Sound and Fury audition in front of you. <laughs> um, it would kind of be a little strange. Um, but she has... The private coaching, she can tell you, oh, here you were in the short file, right? The short list. And here oh, you weren't. But here's here's the one who booked the job. And you can listen to how, you know, their delivery. And then she'll listen to your delivery. And then you kind of work on the copy again, or she'll give you a new copy. And you're getting that live from casting kind of one-on-one time. And to me, that was so insightful. Yeah because I realized how often I was trying to change my voice to make myself sound younger. And it it loses all its authenticity when you do that. But that kind of, it's almost like we all know better. We know when we do it, but we're just trying to think, ooh, how do I book that job? But having someone who's on the casting side kind of coach you through those little nuances right. in terms of really being grounded. And <clears throat> she has that online library, which is all, you know, you can work at it at your own pace or you can do. And that's kind of a different kind of set of coaching. But I find super helpful because she's that's her every day. She's wow. she knows what's booking. She knows what's not. And um I think that's to me, that's that really helpful for a
2: co- to, to find out about your coach. I mean, are they mm-hmm. paying attention or are they still trying to teach you something that. Is
0: so 10 years ago or just or just irrelevant to whatever it is you want to pursue yeah sure yeah right yeah i mean coaching it's an important relationship right so there's there's a lot of trust involved and you got to have a certain level of personal Mm -hmm. connection to really fully benefit from it so yeah i mean if possible i would say you do a trial session You know, certainly don't like find a coach and go, oh, I'm going to buy your package of six lessons when you've never worked with them before, because maybe you're not a good fit and then you're stuck with, you know, five more sessions with somebody that you just don't like. Yeah, it could happen. Right. So do one. Find Mm -hmm. a coach you think Mm. you might be interested in and do one and see if you're a good fit. One should be enough to to get an idea because in an hour you're going to find out if you don't like them right? You might not find out if they're the perfect fit, but you're going to find out if they're not.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fully agree.
2: We've all had that coach.
1: Let's go! Research. Have to do your research. That's I mean, seriously, that's just that's it for me. And I'm I'm a wimp today. I've got I've got water in the booth. I've got auditions I need to get to when we're done here. So um, hydrating.
2: The i say figure out what you want and find the right coach just do there's plenty of resources to look at to find coaches
0: i think i would say it's okay if you don't find the right coach right away you know try some on see what fits and it's it's okay to have more than one you don't need just one coach you could have five at the same time even you know a lot of what they tell you is going to be similar a lot is going to be different some of it might be conflicting you take everybody's viewpoint, you figure out what works for you, and you make your thing go. And in terms of red flags, anybody who's promising that you're gonna succeed, no. Run away. Run, if it sounds run. too good to be true, yeah. it, it probably is. It uh, is. You know, so just do your research, get recommendations from other people. If you can get references from the coach that you're looking at, who's worked with them, who's had success that you can go talk to, that'd be good. Even better. And you know, and if they're not willing to share that. That's probably another red flag. <laughs> this is crazy. This has been a serious podcast. So not normal for us.
1: I But I think you finished a beer. Did you not, Al?
0: Well, yes. Well, we are in the bar.
1: <laughs> we are at the bar. I know. And I'm over VL here bar like, podcast. you know. Yes. And I saw like the end. You arrived, though, and it wasn't full. So you've already had <laughs> a little bit before we started. you got to
2: tune up to these things. <laughs>
1: Oh, there.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, folks. We're not awesome. always silly. Sometimes we can be serious when the topic requires it. Indeed. Yeah. Do your research, find you a good coach.
1: Hope you learned something.
0: And we'll uh, see you next week.